0: mass producing highfalutin noise pollution it's the going off podcast (laughs) with rap critic and muse and it is that time of year my dude that's right you're gonna be hearing nothing
1: but hanukkah music just from here to to january can't get enough
0: of it you can't go in a caldor or a kmart or another store that is probably out of business at this time of year. <laughs> uh, Toys R Us, right? That's still open. Right? <laughs> you walk into any Toys R Us or KB Toys, and as soon as those automatic doors open up, it's just like the shining. It's a barrage. Here comes
1: the yamaka. Or
0: <laughs> Here comes! <laughs> I, I haven't been in a while. I must admit. <laughs> I just picture someone with a yamaka, like a like a pillow, like a satin pillow, walking up with it. Oh look out! Oh look, look now! Here comes your yamaka. It's you time weirded. for your yamaka. <laughs> you gotta wear it if you want to get in. We don't do business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's actually funny to bring that up because um did I did I tell you I've been listening to uh, the Adam Sandler uh, podcast called uh Adam Sandler please stop? <laughs> no, but I already want to hear it. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they go through uh they started off going through like, you know, all the bad Adam Sandler movies and uh, uh eventually they got to, you know, Rob Schneider and all those guys, but uh oh. once it they decided to review their co- uh Adam Sandler's comedy albums.
0: Yes. And I've been wanting to talk about these <laughs> <Maze laughs> because I, I texted you because yes. when I fucking saw the cover of they're all gonna laugh at you. Mm. I immediately it, it 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 flipped that switch. It came that back. <laughs> it brought me unfortunately back to like sixth or seventh grade. I did own, I want to say, four. Oh my God! (laughs) Yes, you owned all of them. Apparently, because he has made four. uh, Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head without looking at what they're called. (laughs) Um, I had. They're all gonna laugh at you. Yeah. I had. uh, The horrible
1: fucking. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're
0: all gonna laugh at you. It's funny because they're repeating it. There was one called What's Your Name, where he has, like, clown makeup on. Yep,
1: yep, that's one of the and, ones
0: I saw. And that one has the, uh, has the single, uh, song, uh, The Lonesome Kicker. I'm skipping ahead to the album Stan and Judy's Kid. I remember that one, I had that one. There's one album I'm forgetting. What the hell happened to me? Fuck! Okay, yeah, I had that one too. I also bought- Shh, don't tell- which was the fifth one? Oh, wow! You, your completionist there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, up until 2004. Wow, that's way too late. Uh, right? I was like, uh, wait a minute. How, how long ooh. was he a thing? It really was right time. Uh, right place, right time. <laughs> because this was the mid-90s. He had the, the back-to-back. Like, think about it for a sec. Think about like, Carrot Top. Right? <laughs> I, I'm, su- I'm sure okay. you haven't thought about Carrot Top in a minute, <laughs> yeah, but <exactly. laughs> d- do yourself a flavor. Think about Carrot Top for a sec. Think about uh, Polly Shore. Oh, okay, okay. Those types, right? Polly Shore, a little before this, he was fortunate enough to have back-to-back success. He had like four movies. Yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah, four movies, like three in a row, and then I think the last one was kind of like the one where he kind of dipped.
0: Yeah, he did like fucking Insane Man, In the Army, Biodome, who can forget Biodome, with fucking Tenacious D and in the movie. Steve Baldwin. <laughs> Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, back to fucking back. Yeah. Smash hits. Like, people still fucking talk about those movies, they still reference them. Why not release a string of comedy albums with your friends? And they all just seem like in-jokes.
1: Like, whenever Adam Sandler's in a movie and he plays, like, you know, the... Whenever he's not the... "Ah, I'm an idiot! You know, whenever he has (laughs) to play
0: the... The... That was a good impression of, of what he sounds like in most of his later movies. Uh, but it's like whatever he asked. Oh, I can't fucking believe I keep fucking everything up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Little Nicky was the first actual Adam Sandler movie I ever watched. Oh I, my <laughs> god, no! No, it was a uh, Waterboy, then Little Nicky. I saw that at a over. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Waterboy is not so bad.
1: <laughs> it's it's like slight, but I never saw the heights of uh, Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? At what I was sure. Looking. So like it was just there and then management, and I remember just being like, why what, Why did people like this person? <laughs> Adam Sandler is either, I'm a complete idiot, and you laugh at me because I'm a dumbass, or it's, hey, uh, you know, I'm the smart guy, and I'm gonna call you a pop culture reference, like, if someone's really tall, oh, hey there, Frankenstein, what are you doing? Like, that's all
0: his humor is, you know what I mean? For a while there, every single movie was Adam Sandler is kind of a fuck up. Adam Sandler, Meets an attractive lady. Adam Sandler falls for attractive lady. Attractive lady starts to fall for Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler does something to fuck things up. Lady is no longer interested in Adam Sandler and leaves him. Adam Sandler does something to redeem himself. Win lady back at the end. That's the movie? And I think that started with... Um... I want to say started with, what, Wedding Singer? I just remembered that I saw Fever Pitch in the movie theater, and I'm so mad. What? I I was just sitting here, and I know that's a total non sequitur, but... What in the fuck was that movie about? Um, okay. Uh, so, a plot. Jimmy Fallon is a fan oh, of the no! Red Sox. Jimmy <laughs> Oh, when they tried to make him a thing! Oh, no! J- Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> after the movie Taxi, I guess, did so well, the movie with Queen Latifah, mm. they <laughs> decided, let's give him a romantic comedy with Drew Barrymore. Because she did so well with Adam Sandler that, naturally, she's mm. the fucking, she's the magic ticket that is the key to the success of the SNL alum. Who basically Jimmy Fallon was following the exact footsteps yes, of Adam except, Sandler. It was like everyone knew he wasn't funny, though. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon released his own CD. He did songs and music videos. That. He was the he was the idiot boyfriend. Idiot remember?
1: boyfriend. It,
0: it, idiot. It, it, that,
1: that was one of those songs that, like, you know, hit me perfectly at that young age. But I think, like, where I'm right in the moment of like, I'm kind of laughing because it's silly and he's doing a silly voice, but. I feel like I'm not like laughing all the way through. You know what? Like when your kid is just, like, <laughs> I, "I should enjoy this because silly music video and guy doing silly voice," but something's right. wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like it just takes a couple of years of maturity to realize, "Oh, he's not funny." <laughs> like this is a thing that is set up to be funny, and nothing funny is happening. See, that's that emotion you're feeling, uh,
0: young rap critic.
1: <laughs> you know.
0: So he's a fan of the Red Sox, right? Yeah. And, uh, he's from Boston, and you'd think, because he did the character on Saturday Night Live, that he'd be able to do a Boston accent really well. Um, it disappears pretty early on in the movie. Yeah, he holds it up for a little while. Um, and he's dating Drew Barrymore, who does not know, like, anything about baseball. Um, this is literally all I remember about the movie. Um, there's a joke that she makes about the Red Sox in front of Jimmy Fallon and his other baseball-loving friends or whatever, and I think he gets mad about it. Um, so I want to say Drew Barrymore feels like she has to make it up to her asshole boyfriend by running out onto the field during a Red Sox game to get his attention... I think that's the end of the movie. Uh, you want to talk about the mountain goats. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the motherfucking mountain goats. This was a uh, Patreon request from your page, correct? Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me get the uh, name of the person. And and w- while you're looking for that, I just want to let people know, in case that they are sitting there and they want to request an album to be reviewed on the show, uh, we're, we're going to be mentioning Patreon requests, but we don't do Patreon anymore. It, it just takes us a while to get to the requests. If you want to request an album now, meaning right now you're listening to the show, you want to do it right the fuck now, head on over to Kofi, that's F I dot com slash going off and it is a one-time $50 pledge to request an album to be reviewed on the show. So, uh, thank you to
1: Cameron Ragland for your request of Life of the World to Come by the Mountain Goats. So, uh, you, you told me that you, ha- you uh, have had a previous experience with them, right?
0: Um, not too, too much. I was aware of them, and I listened to them a little bit. Uh, so I was kind of, uh, I kind of knew what to expect here what I wasn't. Expecting, and I don't know if this would be like a spoiler or whatnot. But when people are requesting albums, uh, the, there's there's a few criteria I might I might have people meet. One, okay. when you put in a request, uh, maybe let us know how your name's pronounced. That helps when we're giving you a shout out true, on true. the show. Uh. Maybe if it's of a a certain subject matter, a sensitive subject matter, maybe let us know. If the album has the potential to make you cry at any point, maybe let us know that ahead of time. So you're not so you don't just randomly find yourself crying at a goddamn album review. I got to follow a goddamn death dedication (laughs) with the fucking up tempo number. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, this album hit me, dude. um, yeah. I wasn't ready for it. um, I think the mountain men the mountain men the mountain goats songs I was familiar with were a bit more uh like Casey Kasem would say up tempo numbers uh this was a bit more low tempo, a bit more solemn in nature um but i still really dug it i really yeah. liked uh, just about every song i think there might have been one or two songs i thought were not as strong mm. as the others and i want to say the song i thought was the weakest might they might have went ahead and just got it out of the gate early with fucking the furry first track i thought might be the weakest on the album, uh, one Samuel fifteen twenty three. By the way, they're all named after Bible verses. Yeah, this is a Christian rock group. No, N- no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that
1: no, really threw it's me off.
0: <laughs> there, there are certain uh, parallels to the Bible verse. Now, if you're following along on Genius, they try to explain it. Uh, A lot of the time, I don't really see the connection. Yeah, I didn't even try. (laughs) Uh, But the songwriters seem to think there was. um, But no, as far as I know, they are not. um, As far as, because particularly the first song is about, allegedly... Being a non-Christian in a country that is becoming more and more Christian, and the quote is, it's about trying to make your way in a world that's kind of been overrun by Christians and megachurches i didn't really get I, that I, I, I didn't
1: get that at all as a matter of fact well this is a lot more of a you know damon albarn
0: uh uh a radiohead
1: abstract like that's what this felt like it felt like mm-hmm. an abstract christian rock album you know what i mean and i can that-
0: see the radiohead connection actually now that you say it yeah
1: and in that way i, I like i really respected it you know what i mean where it was like mm-hmm. it, it, that's what i felt like i felt like it was coming at uh you know uh, like a bill like when uh, bob dylan made his christian you know albums you know it's like Ooh, I want to like yeah. try to approach this, but from a, a really artistic way, and not just the you know Jesus is Lord and He is great, and you know the you know fucking I mean? Kanye approach. It's fucking generic as shit. Like I'm yeah. like like can we just say that the reason why you know Christian rock has a you know bad name isn't because oh they talk about God and nobody likes that. No, it's because the boring, the same shit. Uh, there's one lyric on uh, Psalms 40 where he says, uh you know, send me a mechanic if I'm not beyond repair, you know, and the chorus is like, he has, he has fixed his symbol in the sky, you know, and it's like this oh. really cool sounding imagery and shit that I'm like, oh, okay, so it's kind of like we're getting a story, we're getting imagery. Like, sure, it may be about, like, God is great his name and stuff, so, but it's, like, it's this cool sort of, like, painting the picture of where he is that 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 brings you in. Hell, there's one song that's about him, like, you know, breaking into his old house just to look oh, around yeah. and see who lives there now. That was the most, like, intimate, touching moment before, uh, well, I,
0: the song you were talking oh. about earlier. <laughs> oh, I don't have a problem if you want to have... Uh, a, a, a touching or moving song. Uh, this album didn't even have the decency. They put two songs back to fucking back with. Um, I don't remember even the fucking names. I gotta look them up. Yeah this uh, song.
1: I, and, I had to write down the the choruses next to them so I could remember which one is which.
0: <laughs> so you got uh just over halfway through. You got Matthew uh, twenty five twenty one. Um followed immediately by Deuteronomy 2.10. Deuteronomy 2.10 is my highest rated song on the album, and that is the one that fucking got me. Oh, it wasn't the Matthew one. No, no. The fact that the Matthew 25.21... Weakened the lid on the pickle jar, <laughs> so to speak. So then when Deuteronomy 2.10 followed it up immediately, it was like, nope, I was not prepared for this. This is too much. And that one was what got me the fucking song about animals going extinct. If you got a cheat code for me, it's it sing a song about animals. even if the, Even if the song is like, Happy about animals I'm I'm probably gonna well up Um But if you're talking about animals And you're singing it from the point of view Of animals slowly going extinct Yeah Yeah that's gonna get me a little bit Let me get some tears out of you
1: Shannon was a good dog <laughs> How the fuck <laughs> Wait what was that one That that, that, that uh, song that Casey Kasem uh, uh, Oh <laughs> With Brian Wilson
0: <laughs> The Matthew 25. The lyric, I, I think it was like right at the end. The story is a dude was on tour and his wife called him and said, hey, uh, my mom, the lead singer's uh, mother-in-law uh, doesn't have much longer. He cancels the show that, that he was supposed to do that night, flew home, visited her in the hospital, and it just it's. A purely autobiographical song that doesn't take a lot of artistic liberties. It's very, it's very straightforward of just telling you about the experience.
1: It's like a Father John Misty type album.
0: <laughs> yeah, but only in those couple uh, tracks because there's another one later. Isaiah forty five twenty three is from the point of view of a man who is dying. Um, and Nosy is dying, and doesn't have much longer. Um, but it's fucking catchy as hell. It's, like, hopeful and cheery?
1: Exactly, and there's one lyric, uh, in the chorus where he's like, I'm not the body that imprisons me.
0: I won't get better, but someday I'll be free, because I'm not the body that imprisons me. God damn it! That is so fucking good. <laughs> right? That is so good. Philippines? F- f- Uh, I'm not going to do that. Philippians?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Where he says, uh, the good people said he was with the angels, but he hears smoke alarms. And I just thought that was like a, what the fuck? You know, like, it doesn't elaborate beyond that. It just, like, repeats that part. And it was just like that really dark, like, you know, oh, you wish the best for someone, but uh, you don't know what what, what they went through in their lives. So, you know. Just ideas like that that just like you know imprint on you as you listen to the album. You know what I mean? I, I really I, I really enjoyed it. You know the the musical ups and downs and all that shit and the and the abstract weird cool shit that like had that tinge of like you know. But there is a like, faith in God in this album, but it's so dark-sounding in that, like, it really does pull you to bleak places, you know? So when it does reach the those heights, like, you know, you kind of feel it, you
0: know what I mean? Instrumentals on this album are really fucking solid. The drumming sounds so good. Um, I really like how... Um, there's a couple tracks that have real good use of uh, timpani, just kind of, like, there to emphasize either like a looming danger, Uh, like in Samuel uh, 15, 23. It's just kind of in the background. Real good use, sparing use of strings, but when they show up, it's very effective because it is so rare.
1: It, It is a, it's a mainly acoustic album, right? Like, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. And, but there were, like, one or two points where you'd hear something that sounded digital, like, uh, on the last song. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lyric where you say something's like, clear as an insect's wings in sunlight, and then immediately you hear this electric, like, underneath. And it just makes yeah. this, just like, you know, just atmosphere where you're just, like, not, like, it sounded like this pure lyric, but then there's something kind of dark
0: following it, you know? Yeah, that one was super menacing. And I wouldn't have got this exactly from the lyrics, but apparently it's about driving to the middle of the desert to torture a man. What the hell? <laughs> Didn't pick that up. <laughs> the only line in the song that 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 draws that at all is where he says, "Um, I tied his arms behind his back." Okay. Other than that, there aren't any other like really specific descriptive scriptive uh, lyrics that paint that picture. It's all very abstract, but the songs are very well written. I do kind of wish there was a, there was more of a variety in the singing style. It did get a little monotonous. He
1: sounds a bit like a, a serious Weird owl, you know, at some points.
0: Kind of loud whisper through almost the whole album, and he doesn't really get too much more jazzed or energetic than that, which... Maybe for the album, that's the tone it called for. But there was one or two songs that were more up-tempo, and I kind of wish, like, a Roman's uh, 1019. The energy didn't match the music at all. Like, it didn't even meet it halfway, so that was a, that was kind of frustrating. But yeah, I can't complain too much, man. What would you give it? I ended up giving it a four. Uh, I'd give it a four and a half. So we also got... Another album review requested by Zachariah Jewel, requesting "Between Somewhere" by Token. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. We've listened to this album before, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't alone in this. <laughs> I, I can I can tell from your response. This like. <laughs> I'm the YouTube rapper who's oh. gonna be more
1: than you think I'm gonna be. Oh my god, dude! Okay, but I just need my shot, even though I failed that first couple of times.
0: Oh! I uh <laughs> Who 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 just did this? Were we listening to fucking? Um. Uh, uh, Quest, the Sylvian LeQ Sylvian LeQ exactly.
1: Another guy a couple of years ago, very generic album cover, but it was about like New York, you know, New York, we're doing our thing and we're rappers and and, and I'm coming up in the world and you better look out for me. And I'm not saying you can't do that, but you gotta stand out. You know what I mean? Yeah, there
0: was absolutely nothing unique or different or interesting about Token... Or the stories, if you really want to call them that. I'm going to go to bat for him a little bit. I thought that there was a, uh, a very
1: real sense of self-awareness that I don't get okay. on other albums. Yeah. So, like, that actually was able to pull me in a lot more. Where, like, where he would have lines where it's just like, am I just uh, using this for drama? I don't fucking know, but I just know that, you know, when I write music, this is what fucking happens. You know, like, there's a lot of sense of that to the songs where he's just like... Look, I'm just trying to be as real as I can, and and if that means that I'm going to do this, then I do that. And We're artists that are afraid to fail no matter how much success we get. All our confidence is only fan-made. All our uh, compliments are only backhanded. Wanted fame, and now we complain about it. Reached our destination, but we crash-landed. You know, like, I love that there is, like, a, he he has more of a su- sense of self-awareness in the sense of, like, no, he'd probably hate to hear this, but, like, it's kind of why I enjoy Eminem, right? Because he did shock rap that, like, everyone was, like, a lot of people were doing, but there was a self-awareness to it, you know? He'd have a line or two where it would be like, I'm just doing this to make I, I, Half the shit I say, I just make it up to make you mad. So kiss my white naked. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. Um but with him, that self-awareness is, uh, uh, you know, what we get from a lot of rappers is the, you know, I'm on the road and let me tell you exactly everything about my life and all this sort of thing, but what I like about him is that there's a sense of, like, you know, he'll have this song, like, same difference, where he's like, oh, look at this fucking, uh, dude who's just pretending to be my friend, and he's just, like, being phony as shit, and he's just acting like we're cool and, holy fuck, I'm doing the exact same thing where I'm just acting like I'm friends with him. You know what I mean? Like, so I do enjoy moments like that, and that made him stick out to me. When it's not those songs, and it's just the sort of, like, I'm bragging sort of thing. It falls into that, you know, bit of logic, rippity-rap territory. Oh, yes yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: hate to draw the, the logic comparisons, but you knew they were coming. <laughs> I like what he says in some of the songs, but the way he says it doesn't grab me hardly ever. Like, he says some things that really make you take notice, really make you reflect on it, but just the lyrics themselves are not that grabbing. Do so you think he, like, piles on the emotionality in a way to, like, overwhelm you in a way? You know what I mean? In a way. Like, let's just start right at the beginning with "Uh, Somewhere in Between. Uh, It's an explosive intro track. I'll give him that. Uh, it got my highest rating. It's my favorite song on the album. He does this thing where, okay, it's somewhere in between. So what are we playing? We're talking about... He's somewhere in between a good and bad son. He's somewhere in between uh, being famous and being underground. He's kind of in the middle ground. And in that time, he's telling this story about his relationship with his parents. He's telling the story about the relationship with the industry as a whole. Um, His experiences. He's like, oh, I got all this money, but I'm still not happy. Okay, cool. But then it's still like, hey, I got some extra time, right? Okay, cool. Let me shoehorn in this story about how I wrote a song a while ago about a friend of mine who was who was bullied and how I stood up for him and everyone sh- and everyone said I was a hero because I wrote a song that was like anti-bullying. But what people don't know is that I later befriended the people that was bullying that guy in the first place, so I feel like shit huh anyway, back to how I got money, but I'm not happy it's like <laughs> couldn't that be its own separate thing? Why does yeah. it need to be all crammed into one I thing see what it's you're too saying. much
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> but on the flip side later uh same difference he takes a concept that is very interesting the I'm friends with another rapper, and we hype each other up when we're in person, but back, uh, behind each other's back where we resent each other, and we talk shit because we're worried about, because we don't want to be friends with the competition, you know, that, that, that sense, and that's fine. But is it enough for a whole song, though? He ends up repeating so many of the same concepts yeah, over and over, over again about how fake we are. It's like, yeah, I got that. Like, this might, this could have been, like, a verse, but you stretch it out to a whole song and that's just, it's just too much. And a couple songs here, like uh, back-to-back Treehouse and uh, FBI. He's got cool ideas on cool sounding choruses, but then he repeats the choruses and he, dr- he just fucking beats them into the fucking ground to where any cool thought you're like, eh, that was a pretty cool line. I don't need to hear it 20 times, though. Hey, I, uh, I, I'm I, i NDA on my D, on my DNA. I don't fucking tell, you know what? I, I FIB to the FBI. It's like, okay, that's pretty clever. I don't need to hear it a million times, though. Once and that's it. It loses its impact.
1: And did you notice that there was knocking at the end of
0: every <laughs> oh my God. single track? How could you track? not? <laughs> oh, okay. Look, Facoon. I hate it. Ah! I hate it. I saw that she was conflicted. <laughs> like that's all he had. And every
1: time you think something's gonna happen, and it just doesn't.
0: <laughs> Ain't nobody knocking on my door except the postman. Right. And and then and then you hear the knock of the door. It's like, okay. Then there's knocking at the end of every song after that until the la- until the song male parentheses outro where his mom and I hate that this keeps coming up on these albums the horrible acting on these moms <laughs> dude oh my god are you gonna take the pork chops out of the fridge are you gonna let that postman knock at the door hey i'm not gonna lie this one almost kind of worked
1: because it was like the whole point at the end right was that he gets the contract but he's not that happy and so like the stilted acting kind of worked towards the effect because it was just like oh yeah i mean you know yeah but it was just like at the same time i was like this could've
0: used another take though. I I, I, I get him. I get his emotion. I I, I <laughs> buy into that. It's the mom though, it's like I was like, isn't this what you've always wanted? you should be happy. I'm proud of you, son. Like, oh my god, come on. The only mom who should be on someone's album is Kendrick's mom. She's the only one who can do it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I still stand Our by that. I own mom, suck at acting. You fucking. If, this, if, if these are even your real moms. Like, <laughs> if if like, like we're accusing them. <laughs> if that is even your mom. Bah, bah, bah. How real are you? Yeah, so this mailman's Been knocking for about forty minutes, and he finally uh, the mom answers the door. He
1: just leave the fucking package after a while.
0: (laughs) I know, fuck's sake, yeah. And it's it's the it's the it's like the contract or the letter saying, "Hey, we're interested in signing you," or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and wasn't there like this really
1: extended part where he goes like, "I wonder, you know, it's like the only person who knows me is the mailman, and and I wonder if he sees all the stuff that I got, and I wonder if he's like looking at you know what I've gotten." It's like. He's not he's he's absolutely not, dude. Like,
0: Nobody cares that much about a, you, dude.
1: It was just such an odd thought process of just like, why are you even thinking that? I
0: wonder if he's snooping through my mail now too. He's, he's what? not he's got a job. No, he he'll lose his job and that's illegal. <laughs> Choke. Like it's, just like, it's just not even a thought, you know? But um Um uh, Worst cut on the album, because while uh, while the, the, while the sappy whatever songs are not my absolute favorite, the kind of, eh, all right, the worst are, yeah, the braggadocious cuts. Um, oh my god, Mom in, would agree. Mom would agree, <laughs> takes the bronze. What in the world? I deserve all the best wishes, wish, all the best dreams, all the best pussy in the world. Even my mom would agree. <laughs> what?
1: Who wants to hear this? I'm sorry. <laughs> are you, what? Are you filming the music video
0: and you brought your mom in and she's like, "I approve of these blowjobs." Like what? He, in the fuck? he just looks off frame and sees the fucking, <laughs> fucking Mr. Miyagi to <laughs> nod. Yeah, <laughs> you did it, son. I agree. Mom would agree. Gets the bronze medal. Fla- oh, oh, oh. Flamingo gets okay. the silver. Can okay. I just read? Can I just read? Uh, the chorus is beyond <laughs> whack, but just the fact that we've got three "What was me?" cuts in a row, and then out of nowhere this can't afford a pj but a fly in my pajama i wrap my problems this shit i don't tell mama then show my fans like voila i'm so fucked up ha ha in school i just heard blah blah oh my god i don't i, I want to make some dala. don't want to be like papa i want to pay bills like magic tell them haters Tada! What? No! Gold! And you. And you, 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 and
1: oh. you, the throwaway fucking uh, guest verses.
0: Oh my god, yeah, you'd think they would oh, save it,
1: but they don't. IDK where he starts off. His Fuck. verse is the best of all of them, but the way yeah. he starts it off, he goes like, uh, duck, duck down, make a nigga run like goose, pull up in the back oh. street, pull out the heat, scream Ricky, boys in the hood. <laughs> Ricky!
0: Oh my By god. My guy.
1: No. Rhyme.
0: goose with hood. <laughs> Scoop the bitch, I'm the spoon. Bitch the witch, I'm her broom. Dead the bitch, I'm the tomb. Good afternoon, how you doon?
1: <laughs> I That's hated this. Right
0: there. I fucking hated oh. this. There were so many moments on this album where you can tell he just thinks he's being so fucking clever. And it's like nah this is absolutely not it speaking of youtube rapper did you listen to the song youtube rapper yeah with your boy with with
1: with my boy oh absolutely (laughs) yeah i get it i can't even deny that one motherfucking (laughs) t-pain not t-pain tech Ah, nine (laughs) (laughs) the one time this guy is absolutely my boy and you said the wrong guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know your boy t-pain no fucking tech nine um Doing okay, I guess. You know,
1: again, it was like, it, yeah, it's one of those moments where it should have felt like, oh, shit, Tech Nine's on your track time to fucking step it up. And, you know, like I said, they're okay. Like, um, I'm not, not going to lie, uh, there was a couple of lyrics where he goes like, uh, how many syllables can he fill within a second with no content? Use your own logic. No comment. And I was like, oh, 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 did he, did he, just, come for, did he oh. just come for your blood? Oh. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, I was like, Hey, wait a minute, why does everyone keep using Tech Nine collabs to like diss people? What's going on here? Because wasn't there like a Joyner Lucas song with Logic called Sriracha? And it was like Joyner Lucas felt like Logic was disrespecting him by not bringing his A game. So Jordan Lucas is gonna diss him and say, fuck you. And then there was apparently another thing where MGK had done a song with uh, uh, Tech Nine. I think it was on Planet. I think we reviewed that album because I remember seeing some of those lyrics where he was like, oh, you know, I, uh, I, uh, pop tarts and I pop stars, you know, where MGK said that one line against Eminem. Oh, and so, yeah. And so now it's this line where it's like, Tech nine's collaborating with somebody, and of course he has to do someone else. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, Tech 9 just keeps getting caught up in shit. It's like, look, guys, I have nothing to do with this shit.
0: <laughs> There's a couple parts, like, uh, Seventh Day. That one, I, you know, honestly, I, it was so
1: weird that I almost kind of enjoyed it. Like, it, it, came, it had it a was, dope beat, I'll give it that It was weird coming off of The song that came before it, right? Because the Ugh. song before it is fucking mom uh, would agree. I should get all the pussy in the world Even my mom would agree And then it's, it's just like smash cuts to I was religious as a little boy Couple of poems to God that I Whoa, whoa hold on a minute, hold on, wait, wait How did we get here? <laughs> Yeah, I was not, not ready for this shit. What? Just say, I deserve all the. Look at me, the city YouTube rapper. Ooh, I'm saying something outlandish. I deserve all the pussy. Even my mom would say so. But let's talk about my religious uh, beliefs as a little boy. <laughs> like, uh, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> huh? Okay. <laughs> Give me an instrumental or something so I can, like, get, get a second, you know?
0: It does a cool switch up beat wise. And the flow in the second half is a lot better, I thought. So it picks up steam. It's one of those things where it's like,
1: it's honestly kind of a weird,
0: like... Uh, Because I remember
1: listening to it the second time, and I really enjoyed it. Because it was just like it's just going to this weird place for some reason. Like it's really ethereal, and then the beat just kicks in, and he starts rapping. But like it's sort of connected because it starts off with him going like you know, like all these things about God, and I believe this, and you know, I don't, I'm not like the most religious person. But uh, one thing that always stuck out to me is that uh, you know God created the world, and He put so much work until He uh, until He got it right. But on the seventh day, He did what the fuck He wanted, and then it switches up. into the, you know, like so I enjoyed that sort of like just weird total switch that uh, like oddly works, you know. I,
0: I enjoyed that, and there's also a uh, Jefferson airplane sample sampling that um white rabbit song. Oh,
1: was that what that was? Yeah,
0: I thought that was pretty dope. I liked uh, how it yeah, used that. Bungle. It just kind of like repeated and it was like kind of creepy. Just how the way it just kind of like hung out in the back, just kind of like not really yeah. even being acknowledged. It's just kind of there, repeating in a weird echo, and it, it sounds yeah. kind of scary. And it I didn't was, really was, know why, but I liked it.
1: <laughs> but it just added something weird to it, you know? That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's all it
0: needed to do, and it did that fine. Um. So yeah, like there's a lot of cool ideas um but not always the best execution oh my god there's one lyric uh called flamenco video shoot so there's a song
1: oh, called fuck, flamingo yeah <laughs> and then later on there's a song called flamingo video shoot <laughs> and you know uh to give you another you know so his whole thing is that he is like you know crushingly honest he is very honest about everything yeah. and maybe he's talking a little bit too much about his real life and just to like you know sign like As a sum-up of just, like, what his style is like, the first lyric on this is, I used to promise you I'd keep you out my lyrics. You're gonna hate me even more when you hear this. Like... Just that. <laughs> just like, you know, it's like, you know, it's great that he's so revealing of, you know, his relationships. I would never want to be friends with this person. You know what I mean? Oh my <laughs> God, no.
0: So in Flamingo video shoot, he's over there doing the fucking uh, MC Hammer music video in his backyard in the pool. And and the ladies are bumping and grinding. And yeah, his mom is off to up. the side. He- his mom is looking down from the balcony, and she's giving him the the, uh, the nod of approval. She agrees, but the girl, not so much. She takes issue. She's a little jealous. She doesn't like that he's getting all these uh, video ladies uh, rubbing up on your boy, and she takes issue, and that's basically You're... what that song's about.
1: And, you know, and, and I was thinking, like, okay, you know, maybe there could be, like, hey, you know, she got jealous because she saw these chicks on him, and he's like, what? You know, it's just a music video, like, don't worry about it. But he then goes on to say, well, I fucked have the bitches at the shoot, but... <laughs>
0: oh, yeah,
1: like... <laughs> it's like, uh, what?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the same thing about uh, fucking Quest or whatever. I- I'm listening to him, right? And, yeah, there's a lot of things he's saying... I don't really like him. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm not not sure I empathize with his plight. I can't (laughs) empathize him with, or I can't empathize, I can't like root for him or cheer him on, really. Mm. It's just kind of like.
1: There's just this assumption that you're supposed to like this person. That's the problem with a lot of these albums. And it's like a lot of them, like, I'm sorry, they're just not that likable. Even if they're not likable, it's like, there's at least some. Like, uh, again, Feral the Earthworm. You know, uh, we talked about his album, and it's just about his, like, But it's so unique and interesting. You want to listen to for the twists and turns of it. With a lot of these guys, it's just like, I'm overseas, and I got my merch, but I'm not happy. And, you know, there's only so many places you can go with that. You know what I mean? And and it's not that he, like, and... ah. I don't want to shit on him too much because I actually do feel like there were songs where he did really good. Like no service, I think that one was a really That
0: one good was one of the better ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like uh, where he says that uh, before my grandpa died, he called me only to remind me every day of, uh, above ground is a blessing. I didn't pick up because I was underground in the basement in a session, and you know he has this uh, repeating thing of just saying no service,
0: no service. And so yeah.
1: it's just referred to, or like you know, referring to everything related to what he's talking about. Like that one, he's underground, so he's got no service. And it's like, he wishes he was like. There's an interesting thing he brings up where he like really wishes he was on a plane because no one will communicate with him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's like, have I'm, service.
0: I'm underground, no no service. I'm in a plane. I like it because I get no service. But then later, again, another cool idea. He switches around by saying like, when his relative dies. He isn't going to go to their funeral. So like no service. I'm not right, going to right. the funeral service. It's like, "Okay." Yeah. It's okay. I get it. Again, c- kind of clunky, a little awkward, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I get it, you know? I but get you're, what you're, you're trying gotta to say. appreciate the effort. <laughs> exactly. It's like, "That's a cool idea." I think it did okay with that. Um, overall, I ended up giving it a three, which feels more than what I was feeling when I was listening to it, um, and how I sound reviewing it. Uh, it sounds like I was going to give it a fucking one or some shit, but it was fun. It was, it's confident, man. It's just not that good. The
1: thing about it is, I, you know, I was enjoying it more, like, and when we had this discussion, it kind of, like, laid out a few things. I was like... You know, when you say, yeah, some things are a little. So it's, it's kind of like dialed back by. As I'm looking through it, it's like, mm, did I really need to listen to that song though? Um, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like with a, you know, and it's not that these songs are like completely whack. They're just not necessarily standouts. And yeah. for a lot of these to be brag rap songs, it's like you want, you know, you want there to be lines that hit you so hard, you're like, oh shit, I can't believe what he said. You know what I mean? And it's not that there aren't moments like that, but it's just...
0: It feels weird when you got a guy trying to do in-your-face brag-rap stuff in between woe-is-me type songs. Like, it's its kind of jarring, I thought. Barrel of the gun, let the
1: circle sing. It reminds me of Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya, Kumbaya my, lord. my lord.
0: Kumbaya, my <laughs> lord.
1: The gun barrel shouting reminds you of the peaceful song. What? Like, what? I didn't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but but at the same time, like okay, so I'll put it to you like this: He's not on uh, the Eminem level of perfect, you know, lyrics or whatever. But he's not on the logic level where it's like just speed rapping with nothing actually happening. Like there is shit happening. You know what I mean? It's just it may not hit you as hard as he thinks it's hitting you. What'd you give it? You know, I was originally going for a four, Ooh. but yeah, because <laughs> I was looking at all the parts that I really liked, and then you reminded me all the parts. I was like, "Well, that did happen more than normal." <laughs>
0: I'm like, oh yeah, so yeah, I give it a three and a half, three and a half. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know how many more albums like this I can fucking do. <laughs> the up and comer, he's gonna, he's gonna make us all proud. Man, like he's gonna be uh, rich for you. He's gonna be your he's famous. He's gonna be rich
1: for you.
0: <laughs> we didn't even talk about that one. I completely ah, forgot about rich for you. Oh reminds man, reminds me of that fucking uh, uh
1: who, who's your boy? The 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 guy who did the. Uh, we all want we all need fashion. Sure, <laughs> <sure. laughs> another one who's uh, tried to mix the singing with the rapping but you're, uh, you're supposed yeah. to feel good uh, you're supposed to feel uh, you know for a for poor down home little old him you know Yeah. <laughs> as, as he goes on to money and riches and says that I deserve all of this and you know I'm the best person ever but it's amazing how a crowd just won't change me because I'm the humble rapper oh, but I still yeah. deserve Everything I get though.
0: Like, you know. <laughs> oh my god. Well that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out this week. Thank you very much for uh listening all the way to the end. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate that. If this is your first time listening to our show, all of our old episodes are on Spotify, so make sure you are following us on Spotify so you don't miss a new episode and you could catch up on all of the old episodes you might have missed. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube.
1: Yeah, hit us up on uh, Instagram. You know, I'm popping on that at uh, the Real Ram Critic. You know,
0: the aforementioned Kofi. We have a joint Kofi. That's a uh, Kofi. K o dash uh, dot com slash going off. Uh, but we also but we also have our own individual Kofis if you want to support us individually. Same with Patreon. We both have our own Patreon pages. Links to all these are in the description if you're on, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Spotify. Uh, all the links, uh, should be on the page. You just gotta scroll down and look for them, but, uh, they're there. Trust me, they're on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, so that might be a little easier. Who knows? Um, what didn't I mention? Um, we did just have a, uh, a blowout... Uh, Black yeah. Friday sale cool. on the request. So people I don't think came through. <laughs> people came through. The request fucking flooded in. Um way more than I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we absolutely appreciate it. That really helps us out. Uh in more ways than one. It helps us out financially, obviously, but it also Uh, Gives us lots of material uh, for the show, so we're not going to be running out of requests anytime soon, so thank you for that. Um, And it also showed a lot of people uh, bringing up some different stuff. We got another Mountain Coats album in there. (laughs) uh, A few different requests that maybe people wouldn't have normally uh, requested, but because the price was a little less, they felt like, eh, why not? I'll fucking throw this uh throw this at the boys see what they do with it. So I appreciate that. Um but I guess until next week, uh really want to give you another big big thank you. We uh wouldn't do this show every week if it wasn't for everyone who, you know, waits patiently for the episodes and fucking likes and comments and all that shit and talk about it on Twitter. We do it for y'all. We love you very very much and until Next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm rap Critic. And,
1: O L L. I L, I need love, looking
0: boy. Fake ID can't get the club, looking boy. Remember me from school? Hell, nah, you get no love, looking boy.